0: A lot of people do see nannying as a stepping stone into doing their career that they really want but it is actually a career and I've made it a career as well. Imagine having your own childcare expert in your home tailored to your child and to your family. The UK Nanny Matters campaign is so important because it advocates for a pay scale for nannies. Make sure you have the mindset that you're there as a support system to the family not just to the child. My name is Sharda Lambert. I'm also known as Nanny Shards and I'm an international nanny and childcare expert of 17 years. Um, I specialise in potty training and sleep training but I also am a mentor for many nannies and businesses and I'm also an entrepreneur as well. So that's me. Amazing
1: um, and some of the things that you talked about there are probably especially interesting to our early years audience in terms of the stuff that you do around potty training and sleep training. Um, For me, as a non-early years person, um, both of those things sound like really lovely solutions to things that could maybe be a bit of a nightmare um, for both parents and for early years or or, or children-based practitioners in general. Um, What made you want to tackle to like massive issues within the sector like that
0: well to be honest it's mostly my strengths and i have also fine as me being a nanny um as well as being a speaker as well I speak a lot on potty training you know public speaking on potty training and sleep training but besides that I really enjoy it I know some people I'm I'm a bit weird like that I enjoy things that most people don't so I really enjoy potty training and I really enjoy sleep training because it's so rewarding and I'm big on challenges so it's very challenging But once you get the result, that feeling is priceless. And just to see, you know, sleep-deprived parents now sleeping, that is like a reward that I would live for over and over and over again. So I think the reward keeps me continuously doing it, but also I just love the the challenge of it as well. And just seeing a child learning a new life skill, because both of them are life skills we both need as children and adults, so yeah. I'm happy I can play my part in teaching children that and helping parents. Too. I was going to say, and, and you 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 talk, obviously, with such
1: passion when you're talking about supporting children. Um, but that's twice in that little um, description that you mentioned, you know, being able to see the impact on parents. Is yeah. that part of the reason that you chose a career as a nanny rather than working in a setting or that that sort of, I suppose, whole relationship and that whole bit of practice is important?
0: thousand percent most definitely I as well as being a nanny I'm a support system to the parents so I don't just focus on the children I focus on the family as a whole um so I have to make sure when I enter a family i am making a difference to every member of that family not just the children so yeah and I feel like it being a nanny I can do that because I have more personal one-on-one care in the home for me being a nanny is my calling do
1: do you think that everyone knows what nannies are
0: yeah most definitely needs more attention we need recognition and we also need to advocate for us to be seen as professionals because we are early ed professionals we are um child professionals but we just don't get the respect that we deserve i'm very biased as well because i've been a nanny for so long as well i've Gone through so many different experiences and as well as mentoring other nannies as well i hear different experiences and it's all quite similar so yeah i definitely feel like especially with the uk nanny matters campaign um we are campaigning to make sure that there's a, a conduct and, and a professional standard for nannies um and also that we get regulated so you know contracts are in place you tend to find many nannies work without a contract which i advise against but some people Get in the situation where oh it's fine we don't need it and then something comes up and I drum it into my nanny mentees heads do not start a job and no matter how excited you are without a contract that has been signed by both parties read negotiated and signed so yeah I don't think we get the recognition we deserve and in terms of (laughs) being a nanny there's so many things that we do that so many people don't know I've been called an au Like I said, no respect, no disrespect to au pairs, but we are not au pairs, we are nannies. We're not babysitters, we're nannies. Um, it's completely different, like three completely different jobs. There's a really weird disconnect from the people that I've talked with
1: since sort of discovering a little bit more about nannying as a profession. Um, in that lots of people see it as both childcare for rich people. Um, and and in that very sort of exclusive world of 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 nannying in that high income families bit, but also say it as a really low paid sort of dead end job, um, which, I suppose, is wrong on both counts.
0: Um, <laughs> it's furnished from the truth. <laughs> when people find out what nannies actually make, they're like, "I'm in the wrong job." That's always the response that I get. We are very, very well-paid because we work very, very hard and we should be compensated for that. Um, And a lot of people do see nannying as a stepping stone into doing their career that they really want. But it is actually a career, and I've made it a career as well, doing it for 17 years, you know, being a worldwide nanny, working for many different families. um, And it's not just a childcare service for rich people, and this is why I personally went on a public platform because I want people to know nannies are accessible. Um, you don't have to be rich, you don't have to have the highest income in the world. You if you want, you can have a nanny. But it just has to I mean, to work it might out.
1: even be might it, 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 that if yeah. you have multiple children of different ages right. or that that are in a setting that it might be more cost effective to have a nanny yep. who can care to all three of those children most than it definitely. could be to put all three into a childcare setting that you were paying for individual spaces for
0: most definitely i 100 agree and for me i want people to think of a nanny as another option of childcare when they think okay i either have a nanny an au pair or a nursery which what like i want nannies to be in that because what i found was what I did recently, I think I mentioned this to you before, I did free childcare, I was offering through lockdown, free childcare for single parents in the South East London area. And my many, one of my main reasons for doing that was because I want people to see that um, being a nanny is accessible. I want them to have the experience of having a nanny and understand because a lot of the single parents that I um, provided childcare for didn't actually know what nannies did. And then when I came into the home, they were like, is this what a nanny does? I might reconsider, like maybe not send my child to nursery and get a nanny instead. And they're like, they love the fact that it's one on one, you're in the home, it's very personal and very tailored to their children. Imagine having your own childcare expert in your home, tailored to your child and to your family. That's the best thing. Most parents need that support or advice. Imagine having someone in your home that you could go to for all those things that, you know, your parenting or childcare related issues. Do you
1: think that's part of that whole regulation piece because obviously we know that that is what people get if they get a good nanny and they have that right infrastructure and that right support system in place where that nanny can develop and do CPD and that that I suppose a nanny who is experienced enough to be able to talk about those contracts and that sort of this is my child care philosophy and this is you know to have those conversations but because of the lack of regulation within that nanny in space Anyone can say they're a nanny,
0: so you need right. to
1: know how to find a childcare expert to be able oh. to get a nanny successfully.
0: And that is why I started my YouTube channel, Nanny Shards. My YouTube channel, I was getting so many questions from parents How do I hire a nanny? What are the things I need to look out for? What do I ask at the interview? What kind of documents do they need? And that's why every week I post videos on YouTube that are free, you can go on there and you can get all the answers to your questions and if you then want to come and talk to me you can book a consultation or a
1: call. There's so many different things that that nannies need to to know about um, to be able to to avoid I suppose those regulatory pitfalls and where they're not going to get into trouble for not having paid you know national insurance um not just from a you know a tax point of view where you get in trouble for not paying your tax but you know things like making sure that when you retire you do get a pension because your national insurance is being paid um and all of those sorts of things that might come back to bite you later yeah Um, are there sources of support for nannies to be able to, to find that stuff? I know of, um, for association of nanny agencies, for example, who would say to to seek out a reputable agency to support you. Um, and also, obviously, there's there's the, the different nanny support groups, um, like the International Nanny Association and the British Nanny Association. And um, is there anywhere in particular that you would advocate that people find help?
0: Definitely. And that was one of the reasons why I started my nanny mentoring and I mentor nannies all over the world. So that is my way of, in a way, giving back because I wish I had someone like myself, like a mentor when I was going through some difficult times. And I always say this, nannies need nanny friends, because sometimes when you're explaining certain situations to your friends, they just don't get it. But if you explain it to a nanny, they just get it straight away and because obviously from their experience. So, yes, I... I would always advise nannies to get a mentor. If you're happy for me to mentor you, I'll be more than happy to do that. So you can check out my website, nannyshards.com. And there is also other um, associations like BAPN, B-A-P-N. They are really good with resources and, you know, information as well, but also just finding nanny friends, Facebook, nanny groups is really good for you know networking and connecting with other nannies and there's an amazing community of nannies on instagram as well so if anyone is listening to this and they're a nanny and they're feeling a bit lonely they can reach out to me on instagram i'm at nanny shard send me a private message or dm and i can connect you with a few nannies in your area i'm quite well connected you know Dawn. so i can find it. i'm sure i'll find the nanny in your area that you could you know do some play dates with or you know meet up have a chat and things like that so yeah it's just Having nanny friends is
1: really important. I know that you're also quite good at um obviously advocating for yourself and and for your profession. Um, but also at, you know, making sure that you've got some the right boundaries in place to look after yourselves as well. Um talking to some other nannies that I've met before, I know that it can be really difficult sometimes to keep those boundaries in place and to I suppose be both a friend to parents and to to have a professional boundary so that you do also have that professional relationship yeah. how do you protect your time as a nanny to make sure that you don't just end up at the beck and call of the family that you work for
0: i protect my time um i have a list of things that i like doing that make me feel happy and that um keep me motivated and when i do them i feel really good and I have that list and on that list I have to do at least two or three things a week on that list because when I stop doing that and I start you know forgetting about the self-care the banana burnout comes out so quickly and over the years I've I've managed it now I know that I don't, I don't get burnt out people are like Sharda you're always working you're so busy you're here you're there you're everywhere um are you never t- I'm, I'm tired don't get twisted. I am tired <laughs> but I also make time for, you know, I like getting my nails. I don't really have nails, but I like getting my nails painted and my, you know, a pedicure and a manicure every now and again. We haven't been able to do that because of lockdown. So, you know, I love to read. I love talking to my family. I'm very family, or- family orientated. So my nieces and nephews, they're a big part of my life. So doing things that I enjoy, I love hiking and walking. So making sure I incorporate that into my daily life and also into my weekly life as well. And, and
1: how has that been over the last year where I know nannies have been allowed to to go to work and to do obviously your job and to provide childcare and to to obviously spend time with the families that you support but there hasn't necessarily been that outlet where you can go and get your nails done or to to go and just play with kids that you love for the sake yeah. of playing with kids that you love rather than because there's a goal or an outcome or, or some development to be done um how have you managed to keep that going and, and how, I suppose, could, could other people um, make sure that they're still finding ways to look after themselves if those usual routeways are are closed to them at the minute?
0: So for me personally, I've been very blessed because I've been able to work throughout the whole pandemic. Um, I've never been like I've been busy all the time, but this is the busiest I've ever been. So I've been very blessed in that sense and I've managed to meet some amazing families during this time. But also what I say to a lot of my mentees is during this time, if you are furloughed or you are out of work, brush up on your CPD, brush up on your professional development, take some online courses, network with a few nannies. If there's a find out what your niche is as a nanny. Like I, like I said, my niche is just being a nanny, nannying through love and potty training and sleep training. Find out something you're really, really good at as a nanny, whether that be you're really good at making different arts and crafts. Set up an Instagram and share your ideas with other families or, you know, children. Find a hobby that you enjoy, but also try and make sure you're gaining some more knowledge and experience during this time because this is the best time to do online courses. Um, and, You know, just add a bit more qualifications to your portfolio. And then once you come out of lockdown, you'll be more employable because you've got more experience. And it shows that you've been productive during this time as well. So, yeah, and make sure as well, self-care is so important so have a day off to do nothing just chill one day <laughs> just chill you know you are uh, me I'm someone that's always on the go always on the go so if you are similar to me just have a day where you do nothing stay in bed all day one day read a book watch a watch a movie I don't know but um, yeah <laughs> that would be my advice
1: and you see obviously obviously you're always on the go, and that's part of who you are and obviously even just talking to you in this environment I can I can feel yeah energy like yeah absolutely full of beans and it's really lovely um so I can imagine that sometimes having that day scheduled in to do nothing is difficult for you as someone who likes to achieve things and tick them off their list is that almost a challenge that you set yourself to know today I am not going to leave this house I'm going to stay here I'm not going to leave the building I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in my jamas all day and yeah. not
0: purposefully yeah.
1: make it a goal <laughs>
0: yeah it is it's very difficult for me because I'm someone that likes to be busy so being busy makes me happy doing and being productive makes me happy I find it when I'm idle or when I'm resting not that I find it weird but it's I'm not as comfortable if that makes sense um but that's just me it's not for everyone and i do make sure i have that time like for instance i the other day i was like i'm gonna take today off i put it on my instagram stories talk to all my supporters i'm gonna have today off and everyone messaged me like Shada, you ain't gonna have today off and then it ended up working but it wasn't my fault i got asked to do a bbc radio uh interview and i was like i could i can't say no to that <laughs> so it ended up working but it was just for that one interview but um yeah so you know I do plan out these days where and I like to actually have days off in the week because where I've been working for so long for many different families I've not had the ability or not only really the ability but I've not been able to choose when to have my day off you know and so being a self-employed nanny I choose when to work so I'll be like I'm gonna have Tuesday off in the middle of the week it's just a bit empowering so I'm like oh and then I'll probably work on the Saturday so you know Having that flexibility has really, really helped, um, especially with my mental health as well. I say being a nanny, you're just a nanny for life because you make an impact on those children and they're never going to forget you. Even now, I finished my last family, permanent family, in September. Since then, I've gone back six times, (laughs) you know, to work for them. Um, So, yeah, you're just a nanny forever, really, because it's very natural. It's a very natural, organic relationship, and I am genuinely interested in the welfare of the of the children that I look after. So even when I stop work for them, I want to know if they did good in school. I want to know all the milestones that they've reached after me. So the families that I have been fortunate to stay in touch with, they keep in touch with me, and they more like they're like extended family. If I'm honest,
1: no, that that, that makes perfect sense, um, and it's really nice to hear you talk I suppose about because I know that you have that sort of very professional like structure in place and that you do make sure that you're looking after yourself that that is that nice relationship there and that it it is a little bit more fluid I suppose in terms of the way that you can build that Um, and I suppose that makes sense when you're helping parents with things that are really intimate and I suppose make them quite vulnerable Um, it must be a big deal for parents to ask for help with things like their child's sleep or getting their child to use the toilet properly or to you know that potty training bit because as as a parent I suppose those those things might feel like the things that you should just be able to do um
0: that's not true (laughs) like a a lot of parents for me, the, because I approach them on, I'm here to support you and your family, so I want you to ask me questions. I feel like a lot of families that I work with don't mind asking, and I always try to remind them as well, if I see that they're struggling with something and they haven't asked, I would say, you know, if you need help with this, you can ask me, you know, I know how to do this, or, you know, i offer the different things that I'm, you know, really good at. But if I don't know, like I don't know everything, I know a lot, but I don't know everything, I'll be very honest about that as well. Um, but I find most parents, um, you get the there's so many different types. So you get some parents that are like, You're the professional, like we we respect you. We're gonna like you let us know what we need to do, are we doing this right? Da, da, da. You get some families that are like, I know what I'm doing, you don't need to tell me this is my child. <laughs> and then you get some that are like, you know what, we are a team, let's work together. And I personally have worked for loads of different types. Um, so yeah, I think. It really depends on the parent. Every one parent is very different. So it really just depends on the family.
1: In terms of potty training and yeah. sleep, um, they seem like two really massive issues to sort of oh, oh, massive areas, I suppose, not just individual issues, because obviously within sleep and within potty training, there must be so many individual things that that make up that sort of journey and so many different barriers that you might need to overcome to to make those things happen um how have how have you managed to 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 do so much in both of those areas in I suppose bearing in mind that yeah you're you're not particularly old um that you've 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 covered quite a lot of ground in terms of the stuff that you've managed to, to put in place and, and the the support that you've managed to develop
0: having confidence in your ability and your skills um and uh, enjoying it as well i enjoy sleep training i enjoy potty training so for me i'm doing something i enjoy so it doesn't feel like work um and as as well as being a nanny I always sometimes I used to get parents especially when I was first like why are you charging this you know this nanny charges this and this nanny charges this and I was like well with me you get a full package I sleep train the child I potty train them I do this I do that so you're getting a nanny but you're getting these extra services as well as part of me being your nanny and then when they saw me actually work they were like okay we see why you charge what you charge. (laughs) But, you know, I had to make sure that I was confident in those abilities. I made sure I took courses in those. I had the experience already, so I didn't actually need to take the courses, but I like my experience to match my education.
1: Is it something that parents come to you seeking? So it's not just something that is within your general nanny and, you know, like, oh, well, I'm going to nanny for this family and I'll do these things as well. Is that sleep training or that potty training something that, that families seek you out for specific help yes. with?
0: So as well as being a child care expert, that is what I expert in. So a lot of families do come to me just for sleep training. They might not need me as a nanny. They might just need me to sleep train or they might need me to consult them with sleep. A lot of the families, I'm doing a lot of online consultations because I travel a lot as well with being a nanny. I'm not always in the UK. So if I'm abroad or even if I am in the UK, I get clients overseas as well that want to get advice. Um, about sleep training their children, and the same with potty training as well. Like I said, I use a scientific method with my potty training, so it's guaranteed to work.
1: SkillsMiner has a great new addition to the Cash Alumni website. We've worked with SkillsMiner to offer access to their amazing tool, that can help you to figure out what you might want to do next in terms of learning or which job you might be suitable for that you might not have considered before or even just to figure out what your skill set is. You can access SkillsMiner for free as part of your Cash Alumni membership. All you've got to do is go to cashalumni.org.uk and head to the SkillsMiner page in the Professional Development section. I know I've talked a little bit about obviously you're quite into your own development and you've you've progressed and sort of figured out where your niche is and what it is that you enjoy doing through that like reflective practice and, and you've done qualifications. How easy has it been for you to be able to pursue that CPD? Obviously, we've talked a little bit about nanny salaries and the perceptions that go with nannying is it a case of just advocating for yourself in terms of those contracts and that relationships to make sure that you've got space, time, financial resource to be able to pursue CPD and develop your career?
0: Yes it's definitely advocating for yourself and setting a professional standard if you take on a job that has many hours but then you're willing to pay to get paid pennies for it what standard you're not Gonna, your your employees not going to respect you because they know that you don't value yourself because you're willing to take a lower wage even though they know they should be paying you more so for me i believe in you get what you pay for honestly if you pay a nanny and you're not paying her well she's not going to be as motivated she's not going to want to come into work and be happy she probably won't go the extra mile for your family so these are the things. If you're going to pay your nanny, make sure you pay her what she deserves. And this is why we said again the UK Nanny Matters campaign is so important because it advocates for a pay scale for nannies. So parents can see, okay, my nanny's been a nanny for between five and eight years, so she should be on this pay scale. Or, you know, my nanny's been doing it for over 20 years, they should be on this pay scale. What you're finding is a lot of nannies or people are saying, I want to be a nanny now. They come in, the nanny, they've got their little checks or so the DBS and the pediatric first aid, and then they're trying to get hourly rates of nannies that have been doing it for 25 years that's not fair that nanny's put in craft and work in her career and you've been here to do you've done it you probably don't have no experience or you've done it for one year and then you're trying to get the same wage it doesn't work like that and this is why we need to be regulated because then we have that pay scale and that would really help with a lot of confusion as well
1: yeah and do you think that would help works the other way around as well, where well, you've got nannies who are very well qualified and very experienced. Who, because they're just the sort of person who enjoys being that person and doing those things, undervalues their skills and does 100%. stuff at a much lower wage than they could get because they yes. don't know how to ask for it.
0: 100%. Yes, I've spoken to so many nannies, like I said, I've done it for 17 years. I spoke to nannies that have been doing it for 25 years and I'm getting double what they're getting. And I'm like, huh? how how you've got all the what's going on here and that's why with my mentoring i'm working with nannies that probably they have more more they've been doing it longer than me but i have more experience than them and it's i've worked with nannies that are just coming into the industry only been in it for five years so it really does range and it's really good to talk to them because i'm hearing like A lot of nannies are like, well, what's the point now? Especially the seasoned nannies, that's what we call them, the ones that have been in it for a long time. The seasoned nannies, what's the point of fighting for a wage? Um, You know, the younger ones are coming in and getting all this. And I'm like, that's not the attitude to have. Um, It's definitely a mindset shift that we need. But you also get, I find, and I've found it with myself, the older you get, the more comfortable you are with speaking up and advocating for yourself. When I was younger... I'll be honest, I'll say I'm a black woman. So I used to have this complex of if I speak up, I'm going to be labelled as angry, aggressive black woman. So then I wouldn't say anything. And then that just did me a disservice. It did the family a disservice because you build up resentment, you're not truly happy. And then when I started advocating for myself, I had less problems. So I was like, is that all I needed to do was talk? (laughs) So I always advocate and I need to speak up always speak up um if you're not feeling that you're getting paid what you deserve have a chat with your employer and say you know um i've been doing this if you're doing an extra task, say you know i've taken on these extra tasks i just would like to be compensated for it financially do you think we could do a pay review or you know every six months or every year um so yeah i really really drum that into my mentees
1: Indeed, and not that's the same with things like um, if you want to do a course or you want to do some development to just say like this is the development I want to do and these yeah. would be the immediate benefits to you longer right. term. It might mean that I can do X, Y and Z or it might set me on this path and
0: yeah. sort of
1: maybe for the financial side, but also for that time away if there is that sort of need. Because, And there's a lot of people scared to ask their family that the, the person that they were, their employer for that yeah. time to do that development because they see themselves as being paid for that direct contact with the child and with doing that child development and they don't necessarily see the links between them doing this great course that they want to do because they'd really enjoy that um with those direct impact and benefits that it could have for that family they're working for
0: it's very true I, i've seen that a lot with some families they they want the nanny to know more like i had a coaching call actually last night um with a nanny that's overseas so i was up really really late (laughs) and one of the things was sleep training she was she knows i'm a sleep consultant so she was like i wanted to get your advice on this so one of my one of my tips for her was to invest in a course and if the parents are okay to pay for that course then it will benefit the whole family because we're having problems with the baby that wasn't sleeping Um, and they told me a few methods that they had used and i was like yeah no <laughs> so it's like if you gain more um, education and knowledge on it then you could advise the parents best as well you wouldn't have to come to me so I definitely recommended her to the sleep course that I did that was amazing um, and so yeah she's got booked onto that the family were very happy to do that so yeah sometimes it's it, I just think if you don't ask you don't know it's worth asking yeah it's yeah. the worst that can happen <laughs> they say no but at least you ask
1: Yeah, and and now you can look at other avenues and not just wonder whether that could have been a thing. Yeah, that's that's excellent advice. Um, If there was any advice that you could give to prospective nannies or prospective families of nannies um, that are listening, what would that advice be?
0: There's a few things. (laughs) The first thing is to set boundaries very early with the parents and with the children so and so important set boundaries always always work to a very high standard and use your initiative Um, when you are a nanny or if you're trying to get into the nanny industry make sure you have the mindset that you're there as a support system to the family not just to the child you need to make sure that's very important Um, make sure you have all your cheques, so your DBS, your paediatric first aid, your nanny insurance, a lot of nannies are not insured, you need to get your insurance. <laughs> make sure you have a child care qualification and if you're trying to get into the industry and you don't have child care qualification, do some volunteering. Do some volunteering or get paid at a lower wage to do some extra work or be in a facility where you can get that experience but you don't have the, you know, qualifications yet so you say I can come and help out for a few hours a day you know you can compensate me for this or maybe they can buy you lunch or I don't know give you a voucher Um, but just gain some experience I managed to gain a lot of my experience from babysitting when I was really young I was 13 and I thought I was a big woman and I wanted to work I wanted to be an adult and I wanted to get money like everyone else so I started working at 13 and I haven't stopped since and I started off um, assisting my dance teacher so my, I had I went to a dance school every Saturday and my dance teacher, um, she taught classes and I was like, I want to do what you do. And she was like, we shadow me. And then I started taking her classes. If she got sick, I would take her classes. And I was doing that at 13. So I then started babysitting and then that's how I got recommended to a family that I ended up being a nanny for. So at first when I was doing that, I wasn't getting paid for that. But it gave me the experience that I needed to then say, I've got this experience. Can I now be your nanny? And that's how I got my first job.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's quite an important bit is that there's lots of because it's unregulated, there is quite a lot of rootway um into nannying at the minute. So you could become a nanny through that sort of unpaid experience route and and then become confident enough to then gain some experience as a nanny on a lower wage before you get a qualification or whilst you, you build up your, your knowledge and your skills. Yeah. You could also come to it through any of the other routes within childcare. So like you said, you could get a childcare qualification. If you need to work, you could maybe do an apprenticeship somewhere, like a nursery yeah. or in a in a childcare setting, so yeah. that you can then bring that experience with you over to nanny and when you do it. Um what about people who are currently exploring careers in child care who haven't thought about nannying why should
0: they why should they become a nanny it's so rewarding if you love children it's the perfect Perfect career. If you love working one on one with children, or you feel like you can make a difference to a family's life, nanny is just—it's—it's it's just. I think it's the best career. Like I think I love my life, honestly. Um, you know, there has been times when it hasn't been great, but overall, my career has been amazing, and it continues to be. So, if you are looking at, you know, okay, I'm in childcare. Don't really know what to do. It's very well paid as well. So, <laughs> if you're going to work in the childcare industry why not get very well paid for it and also do something you enjoy and you can have a lot of um say over how you help raise the children um and the different things that you introduce to them so yeah definitely become a nanny i'm very biased but i'm always telling people you want to come and nanny okay i can do this and help you <laughs> so yeah no. reach out to me if you need any help when you're listening you're like i don't know where to start what do i do feel free to send me a message um you can go via my website or you can find me on social media i'm on all the platforms yes
1: yeah. we will we'll link all of those things down below and obviously what i'm really excited about is that you are also going to start to to produce some resources that, that we can share with the audience through the cash alumni website and to to, to feature some of those things on there so we'll be able to to point people towards those to to help them to get started as well um is there anything else that you wanted to tell people um because I am quite conscious that I could just talk to you all day because you're really interesting and you've got loads of fun things to say and you you probably brighten up my afternoon so I don't just want to talk to you for the whole afternoon um, when you've got loads of things you could be doing Um, (laughs) but I also don't want to cut you off without letting you say anything that you do want to say to everybody who's listening
0: Thank you so much. Uh, first of all I want to say thank you for having me on the podcast. I feel very honoured so thank you for that and like I said same I feel like I'm talking to a friend you know a very like oh I've known you for years and we haven't even known each other that long but I just feel very comfortable talking to you so thank you first of all, for allowing me to come on thank here um, and then I would like to say a nanny is like having a third parent so we do exactly what the parents do we just have the child care knowledge and experience on top of that so you know consider a nanny as a child care option when you're thinking of different options for your child and the last thing i would like to say is sign the petition for nannies to be regulated the uk nanny matters there's a uk nanny matters campaign and there's also a regulation matters campaign sign both of them just sign them please because we need signatures um we need the government to take notice of these um, petitions so we can get it discussed in Parliament and get nannies regulated. It helps with safeguarding children, it helps with safeguarding parents and ourselves, childcare professionals, and it just helps parents have more security in who they're hiring in their home.
1: Brilliant. and That's an amazing point to end on and we will link both of those campaigns down in the description as well so if anyone wants to look at the show notes they will see those links for those campaigns um, and I'm sure that's something that we can cover in one of those things that, that you talked to us about in those resources that we developed together. Um, thank you so much for your time, it's been great to talk to you and and and, and, and Sam I'm pleased that you're stuck with us and that we're going to do more things together. And thanks to you at home. Don't forget, for more great content tailored towards those working in care, health and education, it's free to join our network and you gain access to some great articles, videos and resources to support your career and some information about career development, as well as our members discount and benefits scheme. And if you'd like to feature on a future episode of PodCash, please get in touch at alumni at cash.org.uk. Until next time, take care.